Yo, man, Miss Rusty. Welcome to the Public Access Podcast. I am your host, Rusty Diamond, and this is, uh, I don't know, it's, it's year five, but year 10 of this show. Uh, a lot of back stuff if you want to go back. Uh, this is on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, brought to you by Rolex. When Roll W isn't quite enough for you, Roll X. <laughs> That's been my new thing. One day they're going to be my, one of my sponsors. Uh, they're sponsors. They're, they're not getting sponsored today. So it's just Rolex. Or maybe Rolodex. Start Rolo there, right? Yeah, Rolodex. Rolo when Rolodw <laughs> isn't quite there, Rolodex. So that's going to be something. So if you guys know what a Rolodex is, you're in the right place. You don't know what a Rolodex is. That's appropriate for our conversation. I think so. So here today, right now, right here, uh, this person uh, I've known since I was, well, let's say I've known this person since 1987. So that, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. So if you that's can- great. You can add or subtract anything you want there. But I've known since 1987, uh, no, probably, I don't know. I mean, I there's not a lot of people, I don't think there's anyone really that knows me better or that, you know. So yeah, as we go way back, uh, yeah, I'd way, way, way too long, way too much. And now is the author, now an author, published author, public, the published author and uh, coach and everything and one of uh, my favorite people. We have Camille Virginia. How are you doing? Hey, great! Excited to be here, Rusty. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. I've don't. I mean, if I would have been doing this a year, few years back, I would have had you on earlier. But uh, you know. It, it had to happen. I was like, I need to get a hold of Camille. I don't know why I haven't had Camille on yet. And it's stupid not to. So, okay. I love it. So, <laughs> yeah, good. Well, so, yeah, so I've known you since 1987. And so that's, that's a pretty <laughs> long time. We've gone on a million vacations together, had you over at, you know, all kinds of whatever been holidays, classes, birthdays, holidays, birthdays, first grade, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think just about anything. And yeah, so it's been it's been a bit. It's been a bit. And yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. There's just been there's been so much. It's like I I you pass Ian who was on I don't know how long ago, maybe mm -hmm whatever i think i think you're 18 and he was like number six so it's been however long that is but uh i've known him since 88 grade. 88 yeah so so you got him beat by a year you got him when i was in preschool so um because i yeah i'm only 28 so <laughs> <laughs> me too <laughs> so it's it's good that way but so yeah so i mean we both kind of had different paths you were out you went out to california after 
uh, Oregon. You're in California, down there in college, and then you went to Chicago for you were in Chicago for nine years. Well, nine years. Uh, so how is it right now being not in Chicago in December? Oh my gosh, uh, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the winters were a big part of why I moved out, but um, I love Chicago. I was I was born there, but I was, you know, so I just heard that this is this was the coldest uh, Christmas on record for most of the U.S. in 40 years. And I was like, I mean, not to date myself, but I'm going to be 40 in a few weeks. And I was like, no wonder I'm cold. I was born in Chicago a few weeks after the coldest <laughs> Christmas on record in 40 years. Like, you know. I'm always cold. So thanks a lot, Chicago in January. But yeah, anyway. Um, back. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's wild not, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I was thinking about that. Like, uh, just seeing how much snow and stuff is going on in, in Minnesota and thinking about those winters I was there and yeah so you've tasted it too i mean it's it's ridiculous it's yeah. it's you know people say you get used to it but i just had more memories of snow and cold and ice that built up every year so that didn't work for me <laughs> that's kind of what i figured out and then uh in the last few days it's been it's been chilly and all of a sudden everything starts aching a little bit more <laughs> like <laughs> i i think it's time for me to Maybe one of these next times, these next times it's going to be going to some little island, I think, is where it might go. Some some tropical place or or Arizona or some Mexico there you go. or something, <laughs> uh, you know, but I I don't know. I, I do like the Midwest a lot. I've I grew quite fond of it. Um, and I, I was like that close to getting a place in Iowa. Oh, uh, that's the worst. That's yeah. worse than Minnesota. Yeah, that's why I think I liked it. It was because it was like right. I was like looking right on the border of Iowa and Minnesota, like right there down oh. uh, by this the spam town. You're and, nuts. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just as far as nobody around, no nothing, and everything was cheap, and it was great. But yeah, I don't know. I I. I I miss the Midwest, but it's, you know, it's, you got it's good your sampling out. of it. <laughs> yeah, I got my sampling of it. And so, yeah, I'll we'll see what, what's, what's going on where, but um, so now, and so, okay, so now you're doing um, the whole offline big, dating, big, big project of offline dating, which, yes. I mean, with, okay, like, I mean, you probably got this question a million times and with, you know, how did you get into offline dating? And so without going to that question, cause I mean, so you've got, you've gotten to it because the, a lot of online dating has been pretty horrible. And I, I mean, I, I can go with that. I, I've had a lot of <laughs> a lot of terrible, terrible experiences with online dating. And so I mean it, it makes sense. You definitely were there to fill a void of and being being the 
pioneer of, of what you're doing, which is the cool part too. You're the pioneer. So, I mean, that makes you, it makes you the expert of it. So anybody wants to know about offline dating, you talk to Camille. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I kind of made it up. Like I, you know, I was like, well, what's the opposite of this online dating crap that people are complaining about offline dating. Cool. That's yeah. the name of my company. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I mean, I got into it very organically. I was in corporate America for a decade and I just started teaching uh, workshops on the side of how to meet guys. Um, Cause I would, despite being an introvert, I would like meet men in random places. I mean, you know, I met my first boyfriend on a Southwest airlines flight in 2004 and, um, was that it's, before, was that with the assigned seating or was it, was this after they had, were, they were doing the different, uh, levels. So like how, how that happened. Cause on my last podcast, I was talking about this, uh, on the bus. So it's, it's sort of the similar similar game here so yeah how'd that, how'd that come about so were, were you sitting down or was was he sitting down uh, uh then... so it was before assigned seating levels any of that it was just whoever sat down in line first got to get on the plane first so you know as soon as the one person sat down everyone's like oh shoot and everyone would go and the line would like you know fill up really quickly yeah. um so i was running late i was actually down at college and um coming back to Portland, uh, where we grew up. And uh, I think it was like, the last one on the plane, pretty much. And so I didn't really have a choice uh, of where to sit. So there was a guy in the aisle, and then there was a woman with a baby by the window and a middle seat. And it was, it was towards the front. And I was like, well, I just got to grab it, you know? And this guy looked miserable. And I found out later he was, he was coming from a, he was a CPA coming from a project that was terrible. And anyway, Oh. He and I hit it off and that's Joey. <laughs> and, and it just, it worked. So like, so what, I mean, what, what was talked about? I mean, what, what was the uh, icebreaker? What was the icebreaker when you was with the icebreaker, you sitting down or was it like, Oh, cause like, hmm. I see you, I see you here. Uh, I don't know. Cause yeah. Like oh, we made eye contact. Uh, Hey. Hey. I think I'm just like a friendly person like you. And so I just was chatting with him and I was actually going back to see another guy that I was kind of dating. Uh, it was Valentine's day weekend. And I was very open with this guy next to me. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of kind of seeing this guy back home. We're going to figure things out. I'm going home for Valentine's day weekend. And, um, this was back in the day of, uh, AIM messaging. So Ooh. we, we just talked and, he was interesting. He was a few years older than me, very good looking, um, confident. And we just had really interesting, he asked great questions and I love that. Um, and so we exchanged AIM names, but it was just friendly for me uh, later because it turns out he was a little off his rocker. Um, he accused were, what, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, what were your AIM names? Do you remember? I was I was racking my brain trying to think of mine. And I I had a number of them, but I, uh, I his don't was know. like I, his last name and something. But you know, like people had like dog D A W uh, <laughs> three two one or you know like things like that. Mine right. was like Cam something. I don't know. <laughs> what was yours? Oh, I 
what, what was yours? I want to say I had like a Star Wars stuff and I had never seen Star Wars and I'm like, I'm going to do Star Wars names because that's what, that's what people like. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It was like, uh, I want to say it was like Stormtrooper 51 or something like oh, that. Oh right? yeah. Okay. It that sounds familiar. Something weird. I, I had never seen Star Wars. I didn't see Star Wars until like four years ago, probably after I got my, uh, after I got my first knee surgery and I was on painkillers and I'm like, I'm going to wa watch Star Wars now. Oh, that's like one of your brother's favorite movies. What, what, yeah, that's, uh, that's why I didn't watch it. Cause oh, Ben. I was oh, like, rusty. Oh, I'm like, yeah, no, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not going to do it. That, that's the, you know, I'm trying to be cool, trying to be cool. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to watch that. So, uh huh. That's for him. Yeah. Not me. Got it. Right. Yeah, so I, I didn't get well, into it until. Well, what did you think of it once you've watched it? Uh, I liked the, well, it was all right. And I mean, because I, I had watched the, I had seen like the one that came out, the episode one in like 98 or something like oh, that. Oh God, those were horrible. Well, not horrible, yeah. but those are not good. I, I saw it in the theater with, uh, with Alex and uh it was at midnight at the Lake Theater over in Lake Oswego, and I fell oh asleep. And so, I mean, what those, I don't know how I fell asleep. Those were some of the most uncomfortable seats ever. Yep. But that's how bad the movie was. So yep. <laughs> I, You're I like, what's all the hype about? This is terrible. Yeah. And yeah. Everyone's coming in the next day to school, like, oh, I love that movie. And I was like, oh, I fell asleep. <laughs> and so, I don't know. I, the, Star Wars was was all right. I liked Empire Strikes Back. Um, like I didn't like the end of Star Wars, the original Star Wars. I it was whatever. And then Return of the Jedi was like, ah, eh, it's all right. So, like I liked one of the three, but they're not bad. They're, none of them were were bad. And I liked the new ones though, which was, I didn't expect. I, somehow I just got into those. I'm like, oh, I like these. These are cool. Hmm. But yeah, that's, that's Star Wars. But so that was, that was my name. So uh, in a roundabout way, so back to, um, so you were doing AIMs, uh, didn't have emojis. It was just like, you just do the, the colon and. I think so. Yes. Yeah. For a smiley face. Yeah. So you guys before, uh, I don't know, for some of our listeners, so <laughs> yeah, AIM uh, was what we used to use before people were just texting and Yeah, and it was pre-text. Well, it was around text, yeah. Around, yeah, I guess people were texting then. I think I had, a, I got a phone in, in 2000, which was, yeah, what, like my, you know, when I was whatever, 18, I got a phone. I had a pager before that. I had a pager. I got a pager when I turned 16 and got my driver's license. So I had a, a pager for two years. So hey. yeah. So if you guys need to know about those uh, pager codes, the, the numbers that you would type in, you can ask this guy right here. I knew those, but yeah. So, I mean, we had cell phones, but I mean, and then however much it costs to do texts. So having the aim was a, a good thing because you can go on there. You're going to probably tie up the the line I maybe there was cable there might have been cable then no like, I don't think so I remember like 
calling people from my cell phone in my room and we would laugh about it because it was so ridiculous because my parents were on the landline. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so you had a lot of people in your family, so you that would you know. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't I didn't get talk on the phone too often. And so like uh, well, I don't know, because we had the second line downstairs and the third That's right. we, we could hook up a phone because there was a fax line too there. So there was the house line, <laughs> the business line, the fax line. And so we could unplug the fax machine and put in a, a thing there, but it, you'd be standing next to the person who's on the business phone. So it was a very rare occasion that happened. Usually <laughs> I just didn't talk on the phone. So, yeah, and I would have been all over the internet if, you know, that was an option, but um i know so you were on there but this was after this would have been like after high school or somewhere in there it would be like 2000 at least after 2001 or 2002 so for which part for the aol instant messenger yeah that was 2004 but we had i've had it since freshman year so 2001 so like early aughts you the instant messenger yes yeah okay yeah i think some people had it in in school i had to go to a friend's house to make it like in middle school that was that was my thing and then yeah and then and then we we looked up stuff that we shouldn't have looked up like but you know it was the 90s and stuff you can look things up on the internet but like now that I look back on it and I'm like, oh, like his parents probably could have gotten in some trouble for the stuff that, that we looked up. Like, what are his parents looking at? Like, so good thing if that ever comes up, I don't know, but I think <laughs> <laughs> I think that was trouble. But so the instant messenger. So you would go and talk on instant messenger where you doing phone calls to after nine o'clock. <laughs> or on the weekends or when it was cheap um was that the time around when it was was it like oh. you do the nights and weekends or like oh I mean, gosh like- that's right yeah nights and weekends I forgot about that yeah probably I think yeah counting down to when because it was when you started yeah. the call I think that it locked in the rate I don't know but yeah, yeah. I forgot about that nights and weekends oh my god because I mean yeah, so it's a different ball game than just being able to to go and I mean, people, uh, you know, texting or swiping or yep, whatever now is any time of the day, all time of the day. It wasn't, you have to go and meet people, actually meet people in real life, which like, I don't know. We, we both are, we can meet people. We're not, we're not out to meet everybody, but the no. people we want to meet, we can meet. And that's a big thing too. There's a big difference between going to meet everybody or only meeting certain people, but like making an attempt to go meet certain people. And so that's more where, where you come in. So if someone is, you know, rather shy, where are they going? I mean, what's when they're coming to you, if they're mm-hmm. coming to you, how, how, I mean, they're going to find you because I don't know. Cause I mean, it's getting around now, which is cool. Like a lot of people like, your your business is getting around so so i mean before i mean who's who's gonna look up who's even gonna think about that which is great that you were able to think about that and now that people are starting to find that and 
yeah, with so many people just having so many shitty, shitty things. Just, I mean, so you're on there, and so they're coming to you. So people are finding you, and so I'm. Mean, what what are they? What's like? What's a sample of what? Not like what is their you know whatever their story is, or I mean, what's like something people are coming to you for? Yeah, or like having some yeah whatever it may be um uh people are just i mean they're just tired of online dating or they're too scared to even try it because they've heard so many horror stories about it from friends and so uh well my new website is up and it's seo optimized so more people are finding me now because i've Ooh. optimized for certain terms i've published quite a few blogs um and then your books and my books i've done podcasts i've been in the Here media Sorry, TV. I, I, yeah. 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 I see it, see it all over. And uh, it's it's really exciting. It's cool. It's cool to see it. And um, thank you. Yeah. It's yeah. great to finally have my website speak for myself because I, I had a beautiful website before, but it wasn't very functional. And I didn't even know what SEO, I knew what it was, but it, it was not optimized for SEO. So that's been my project for the past year. <laughs> You're doing it yourself? I did it myself. Uh huh. Um, all right, let me let me talk to you off air. Uh, well, I'll I'll tell you I got some inside scoops uh, of some things that might be able to assist even more. Awesome, uh, great. Yeah, there's been some good good breakthroughs in that that area, but that's crazy. Like, I don't know how you did that. I don't know how you painfully. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. Like trying to set up a website. I. I, I did have it. I had a designer. Um, so she oh, luckily okay. did, did some of the design, but I picked out the templates. I created the sales pages. I wrote all the copy. I did the SEO optimization. So wow. I did. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know me, I'm a perfectionist and I want things done a certain way. And I, this is with my books too. If someone's quality is not my quality, which 99.9% .9 of people's quality is not my quality, right. then I, I will take it and do it myself and do it the right way. And it will be exactly as I want it. And it will be, it will, it's a, it's a timeless thing. You know what I mean? Like a book, you publish it once. It's done the way that I want. I did the layout. I designed the cover. I wrote the damn book. Like I yeah. meticulously did everything. And and I got great publicity. I had a feature article in The Atlantic. I've been in USA Today, Cosmopolitan, GQ, L. Um, so, you know, because it was high quality, it wasn't some self-published thing with stick figures on the cover. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everything about it screams Camille. When, when I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that's Camille right there. And I mean, yeah. So, because you had a publishing deal. You, yeah, this isn't just... I did. Yeah, I actually won a book book proposal contest uh, a couple of years ago, and the first prize was a publishing deal with a small publisher. Um, and he he was great in many regards. I mean, publishing a book, I would say, is harder than writing it. That's how intense it is. All the things that you have to think about if you want to do it right. I mean, again, you could put it up on Amazon, sell a few copies, and call it a day. But if you want to publish it right and really get it out there, it is a lot of work. So, yeah. um, yeah, so I, but I did a lot of it myself. <laughs> he helped guide me and did, and did some things for me, which was great. Um, I really appreciated him, but I also, I also did a lot of the work myself. <laughs> so, 
then in the media stuff, were you reaching out to people? Are they reaching out to you too? And I mean, that's a well, lot of work too. Like I've, I've been going through that. And I mean, that's a lot of yes. leg work there. It um, is for very, for little ROI. Yeah. Uh -huh. But um, I had a pub publicist for uh, a few months after the book came out and she secured a lot of media for me, which was great. I also reached out to a lot of people. Um, so, you know, we, we tag teamed it and, um, and got some good publicity. So, yeah. And actually, and then uh, the New York times came to me uh, without any, without us going to them at all. And I was about to be published in a feature article um, the week of March 15th, 2020. And we all know what happened then. Oh, you ended up on page, uh, not, well, not the front page where it should have been. They pulled it, they pulled it because they thought it was irresponsible to publish something on meeting people in person when everyone's trying to spread the word of social distance. So it was ready to go. The artwork was there. Like I had already, like it was finalized and it, they just oh. killed it. I know I was like the New York times. <laughs> so I'll get it in again though. Don't you worry, Rusty. I will, they, I will. Yeah. They still have the article. I assume. Well, or the you, editors you have it. No, I never got to see it. The editors changed. So it's, I mean, the, per the journalist who wrote it, I have her contact information and she probably still has it. Yeah. Um, but she, but the editor changed. And anyway, they, I'll, I will be in there. Don't, don't you yeah, worry. You will be in there. And the stories changed too. True. And the stories changed and evolved and um, yeah, you, you, you'll be in there. Don't, yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll probably see this and then be like, okay, well, I mean, we're, we're stupid, stupid COVID screwing this all up. That's right. Someone call Camille and, right now. Get yeah, her in yeah. there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get it. Get it now. And so then with, uh, I mean, with COVID, so like, what, where'd that throw you? I mean, that's got to throw you for a loop. I mean, are you doing like, what, what I mean, what are you telling people? I mean, because, I mean, where, where, I don't know, we're talking to Iowa. Iowa didn't change a dang thing. Like <laughs> Iowa, <laughs> Iowa didn't close down anything. Iowa, you never had to wear masks. Iowa, you didn't have to stay six feet away from anybody. Mm -hmm. But in a metropolitan area, it's a bit different. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, what, how, how does that go? Like, what are you able to tell people without, you know, giving away well, too now, much that you don't pay for? Oh, no, I'm happy to, you know, give tons of tips and stuff away. I give, I give most of my stuff away for free. Um, and then, you know, when people want the next level of like coaching and accountability and personal support and stuff, that's when they buy my courses or read my book or uh, work with me for coaching. But um, yeah, I mean, COVID was tough, you know, because we just didn't know about it. It was before the vaccine came out. People were dying. It was scary. So I just, I took, I actually took my courses off Uh Offline, offline, Off, offline, 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 offline. Exactly. Um, because it felt irresponsible to be promoting, hey, go up to really close to people and talk to people. You know, um, they, I put them back on maybe, I don't know, like a year later when the when the vaccine came out and people were people had assimilated and, um, you know, adjusted. So, yeah, I just, you know, I worked on a second edition of my book during that time, um, updated to be for all genders and all sexual orientations. So I actually published the second edition. Um, 
and just kind of did some backend stuff while I waited for COVID to die down. And now I'm just back in full swing. Like it's, you know, I don't even really speak to COVID stuff anymore because it's just part of our natural way of life now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So then are you, I mean, so are you still telling people to do the same stuff? I mean, like, yeah, is there, is I am. just like, go, go up to, um, uh, yeah, and if, someone's wearing, if someone's wearing a mask, you know, now that the mandates are lifted, if they're wearing a mask, just assume they're immunocompromised and, and you know, maybe leave them alone. Um, yeah. But if someone isn't, then, I mean, you know, we're all standing next to each other in the grocery store checkout line within a couple feet of each other again. Like, we're back to normal in most cases, so. So, uh, grocery store line is usually... It, you get some, I mean, everyone's got to get groceries, mm -hmm. which is, which is a great idea. So, I mean, that's a good place right there. That's is that one of your, your places that you suggest. Oh um, yeah. I suggest go shopping everywhere, everywhere. Um, the dog park, walking down the street, the post office, Starbucks, an airplane airports. Um, I met a guy volunteering at a shelter for cats. Like <laughs> you never know. Um, so anywhere that there are people around is a meeting place, the DMV, the post office. Um, place where you're gonna sit for a long time and do nothing. Exactly, <laughs> strike up a conversation. Where did I meet someone? I can't remember. I'm like, I swear, the older we get, the more stories I have and I can't like recall them as fast. I'm like, D -d 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 -d. my role, my internal Rolodex is, uh, Rolodex. you know, thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I have met men, anyone really in random places. One of my best friends in the world, we met several times once in a yoga or a uh, yeah, yoga intuition class a couple years later in a business class. And then a couple years later, she sat down next to me on the bus. She's like, Camille. And Whoa. she is one of my closest friends now. I feel like that was the universe being like, come on, guys. Okay, one more time. Third time's a charm. <laughs> For real. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's, you gotta, you gotta take that. You can't. Gotta pay attention. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. And just paying attention is a huge thing. So, I mean, so, okay, well, uh, let's say someone they're like this all the time, or, you know, like you can't see what I'm doing right now, but, or whatever kids do, they don't do this. It's, it's like this now. I guess. <laughs> uh, Those have, kids. Have, you seen, have you seen this with like, uh, when you ask a kid how to, how, like what the hand symbol is for using a phone? And then no. you ask them what they do. And so like, they go like this, like for using a phone, like without, I don't have that, without the headset on. So like this, so like what it would be, where's my, here's a charger. So like, you know, like this. Okay. You know, not doing, you know. The, oh, the got it. Thing. Or the, like when you take a picture, mm -hmm. like it's that, but now it's. Oh like, yeah. yeah, got it. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty. I wild. wouldn't know what this was if someone was like, I'd be like, "What are you doing? Yeah, what, <laughs> what are you What are you tapping?" Yeah. Uh, and so I mean, so people, so someone who's constantly just looking down at their phone all the time, uh, 
So, I mean, what, what do you, what's, what, what do you do with in that situation? Is that a go up to them or is that they're kind of like a mask? Um, is that uh, kind like, of like a, a mask, like a crutch? Yeah. A crutch. Uh, yeah. Like a metaphorical. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it, it is mask. a crutch. Most people are doing it subconsciously because I mean, you and I grew up without phones. When you're walking down the street, you're walking down the street. Like you're looking around, you're aware. You may be thinking about something, um, but that's how we grew up. And now people are just in the habit of checking their phones. They're not doing anything important at all. Like everyone knows that. Like dude in the dog park who's over there like, like you're not doing anything. You're playing solitaire. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. you're not fooling anybody. You're just uncomfortable standing there by yourself, not doing anything like, you know, the whole like Talladega nights, like, what do I do with my hands? Yeah. So, but these are the same people coming to me saying, I can't meet anyone. And you dig in a little further and they are attached to their phone because it's a crutch. So, I mean, people up until 2007, when the iPhone came out, people didn't, you just sit at the bar, you just stand at the dog park observing i know it feels weird but settle into it give it a couple minutes and just be present you can it's a skill that you can hone just you know get that habit of oh my god check my phone check my phone check my phone that's a habit you can undo it yeah it's it's a weird habit too and it's like i mean i don't know i like guess it's, it's hard to be able to you know, think back to a time before, before phones, for the most part, or for some people who may be your clients don't know about it and don't know. So do you just tell them, do you tell them to, you know, put, put your phone in your pocket, leave it there. Don't, when you're out in public, yep. just, just wait until you get into your car or get home or something, just because you never know, like, these are the times you're going to see someone. These are the times you're going to get on the airplane and you're just going to get right in there and watching uh, the newest, you know, episode of Garfield or whatever you yeah. do on the airplane. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you miss yeah. out on just on so much with on life, that. on connections. I mean, I my 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 business. Here's a little secret, Rusty. <laughs> my business is not really about dating; it's about connection, and that is my passion. Uh, these loneliness statistics. Uh, break my heart. And I grew up, um, I mean, you've known me, but like, I was very introverted. I had some really awkward, uncomfortable years for a long time. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it just breaks my heart that some people either have never grown out of that or they've reverted back to it with the pandemic, with our hyper-connected culture, whatever it is. And I know I'm an empath. I can feel just how lonely that is. And so what I give people to do is the tools, regardless of your relationship status, your gender, your, you know, what genders you're attracted to, um, the tools to connect just casually. And it's not about like, hey, go talk about the weather to this person. It's not that. It's casual. It's small. It's, you do need someone's permission to opt into a conversation before you can continue and go a little bit deeper. But I tell you how to start those conversations in small ways by commenting on what's around you, asking a simple question, 
And then that's where your human skills come in. And you see if the person wants to continue talking or they're interested or, you know, um, I connected with so many people yesterday. I saw some kids that I used to babysit in our, in our old neighborhood. Um, wow. Yeah, I. it was the day after Christmas. So I was just like, I'm going to text people Merry Christmas and call them up. And, you know, I would have called you, but I knew we were talking. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, but I just, I got this natural high of dopamine hits because that's your body saying, yes, connection, good. Stay in the tribe. That means survival. So these are ancient instincts that are telling yeah. us to connect. Loneliness is, yeah. Yes. Loneliness is just mother nature's kicking the ass to get back to the tribe and apologize for whatever you did to get kicked out. You know, like that's, that's what loneliness is. It's nothing to be ashamed of, but people don't know how to connect. And that's what I teach. And yeah, like when we were, when we were growing up and we were both kind of in that same, same boat there. I mean, we weren't talking about it. Like it wasn't really, it wasn't a thing. It was just, it's just like, oh, that's just, just kind of how they are. You know, there's, you know, like we were, like we weren't talking about it with anyone, let alone each other when we, you know, if we would have been able to, or, you know, had any insight at all as to what was going on and why, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, we're not, we're not that different and we're not alone on that. And I mean, that would, I mean, I don't know, but I, I mean, I already knew you pretty, pretty well by then, but I mean, we weren't talking about that even. No, uh, we didn't have that self-awareness. We didn't have the language or the tools that kids now thankfully do. I mean, <laughs> there's also a lot more problems, I think, with kids and the hyper -connect connection and the texting and the online bullying and, you know, all of that that we didn't have to deal with. But there's also more awareness of, um, you know, introversion, anxiety, depression, things like that, that we just didn't talk about or didn't know about when we were going through it. Yeah, you know, it was it was nothing. It was I, I don't even know what we would have called it back then. It was just, I mean, it was childhood. Nothing. Yeah, it was childhood. It's like, oh, this is so everyone, everyone kind of is, but then, you know, everyone, everyone wasn't, everyone sure wasn't. So it yeah. was, I mean, so, I mean, like, are you working with kids at all or is it, do you have to like with their adult, uh, like adult, uh, signature, not with their adult signature with, a uh, like, with the adult uh, giving their permission for you to work with with their kid, like I've I've had to work with, not had to. I've worked with a few kids, but definitely had their parents around and have them, or you know, and have them signing permission slips. But because I, I mean, you know, it's something that would be good for kids to be able to do. Like, are you? Because uh, I mean, like you going to a, a school and start doing tours of that, um, I think it could be pretty beneficial to a lot of kids. Cause I mean, especially with that, just, I mean, if that's ever something that you're wanting to go towards, I mean, there's, I think there would be, I mean, a lot of schools just, you know, cause there's always needs for speakers at schools. And that's something that people aren't, I don't know. We didn't have assemblies about that. We had assemblies about people jumping rope and don't, don't do drugs. 
<laughs> yes. That, that's what I remember. But Van, Van now, Halen's jump. Yep, Van Halen's jump all the time. <laughs> yep, jump and uh, yep, and jump for love and uh, those. All those. <laughs> I hear them on the radio, and I'm like, oh, I remember the the jump roping and. Yep. And that's what I remember. And so there uh, <clears throat> now, I was at, I went to dinner on my birthday last year and there was a dare booth outside of a, a shop. And uh, I went up and I was, you know, I wanted to get stuff basically to sell online. I was going to go and try to get all the, the free <laughs> gifts to sell online. But I went up there and I started talking to the guy who was running it. And he was telling me that D.A.R.E. doesn't even stand for anything anymore. Because when we went, it was a, a drug abuse resistance education is what D.A.R.E. stood for. Yep. Now it doesn't stand for anything. And it's about um, bullying, mostly. Oh. Which is something that kind of was odd. So, but I mean, hmm. I don't know. I don't know if, if you know, kids, maybe even high school maybe maybe middle school maybe i don't know i don't know if that's that's quite your demographic or not your yeah. demographic yet or it's if it's not that's... yeah i think um I, oh god i would love to help everyone because these social skills are for any age really but what i really who i really speak to are people of of our generation or a little bit older because they oh, okay. remember they remember the time without the internet Educating people who have no memory of life without a phone or a screen is a is a different, slightly different approach. It's the same skills, absolutely. Like we're all humans. We all like conversation skills. Doesn't matter how old you are, um, right. or you know. But wow. the the messaging and the the effort to reach that population is different than what I do. So I've had yeah. clients buy kids for their books or buy kids for their books, buy books for their kids um, who are in college and high school. My book, they bought okay, my book. Yeah, yeah so um, it's applicable and they enjoyed it. I got some five-star reviews from the kids. So that was great, but yeah, yeah it's a little, so, little bit different approach. Yeah, okay, so then there's people, yeah, who <clears throat> had the time before, the time before, all of the internet and and everything and so uh so are you when, when you're starting this out when you start talking to them are you like bringing them back to that time of time before that or is it just kind of go like right into the present like are, are you going and sort of addressing what was in the past or is it just kind of like start wow. here go forward yeah new skills what happened in the past is that we simply were able to use our human instincts more than we are now. People think that they're getting connection from behind a screen, but your body is not registering that as connection. That's why people can have 10,000 Facebook friends or whatever the limit is and still be super lonely because it, there's, there's no meaning there. No one, they haven't shared anything meaningful with people. They don't know about these people. There's no connection. They see each other's curated posts and probably feel more lonely and excluded because that's not my life. Oh gosh. Yeah, um, they're, they're not in that. They're not, they're not in that. They're not but, sharing that time. But really before technology got to where it was in the past 30 years, we were just allowed to use our human instincts for connecting. So I don't even need to do a throwback to, Hey, remember the nineties? I just, 
I just jump right into what our human instincts are, which have served us for thousands of years, which is to connect. We're social creatures. We just are. We're not uh, solitary creatures. And so a lot of um, ailments, particularly loneliness, can be attributed to what our culture has gotten away from our natural instincts are to do. So I just get people back to that really quick. So then when they're, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of places that are going to start knocking at, at your door here. And um, yeah, I mean, cause I don't know. I, I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. I think more people need to be seeing what you're doing because it's just something that's so easily overlooked and just like, this is just, just how things are now. I'm kind of no. shit out of luck. And no, absolutely like, not. And yeah, thank and you. Thank you for saying that Rusty. Yeah, um, yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's, you're not shit out of luck. I've worked with um, people in their seventies and eighties. I mean, it's never too late. You know, the older population is one of the lonelier populations, not the loneliest. The young kids are the loneliest by far. And that's oh. sad. Um, yeah. But, you know, what, whoever I can reach with these skills, like, again, dating, schmating, I'll get you tons of dates, but I'm going to give you so much more than that. I'm going to give you a meaningful, connective life that's not lonely and f it's fulfilling. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you didn't even know that's what you needed, but that's what you need. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, how many people that even just right now they're listening? I mean, this just going oh, ding, 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 ding in their head. Like I didn't, I didn't know that, but mm -hmm. that's that's what's been wrong. That's what's been wrong. And that's what I mean. You got you have an answer right here. I don't know if I'm pointing the right way or if it's. I guess it's one one. <laughs> Whoever's speaking is what is showing. So it's just like there. Yes. Yes. Her. Right here. Her, right here. Her, Camille. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you get that. And so with with that, then you got all kinds of you know, it's it's hard because like I mean it's one of those things like admitting you have you have a, a, a problem with it mm -hmm. is probably the hardest part and so i mean what's what's good what's gonna be the thing for them to is it them hearing this and here's it's like it's not scary it's not scary to do this and if you think it is camille can help and make that part a lot less mm -hmm. scary rather than like you do it once it's going to be a lot less scary moving forward. Whereas if you go and you put up this, this front, like I, I talk about this for people who have, you know, PTSD, which is not kind of, kind of the same, same thing, but like if you go and I have them experience it one more time and then make that a lot less important and impactful of a, an event, and just do it one more time. And then it's just going to get easier and easier and easier and easier every single day you're doing it. And so like, it's one of those, you just kind of got to get in there. Like it's going to be easier. It's not going to get harder. It's not going to get harder if you go talk with Camille. Yeah, no, it's good. And, and, you know, I, I've actually, I had, I've had a few people reach out to me and say, well, it's easy for you. You're pretty. 
like I try to make it as clear as possible on my website. If you go read about me, I grew up with social anxiety before we knew what that word actually meant. Again, we, you know, people know that now it's, I mean, everyone has social anxiety thanks to the pandemic, but yeah. like growing up in the eighties and nineties, we didn't know what that was. Nope. I just knew like, I probably had panic attacks and didn't know what was happening. And I thought that everyone yeah. else experienced this and just handled it better than I did. I mean, I had acne, I had terrible haircuts, Ben. Remember my like, yeah. or shoot, edit that out. I, I, it's cool. No, it's cool. I did too. I had, I had stupid haircuts. I had bowl cuts. I had, uh, you know, I, I look like a, I don't know. I was not uh, someone who was like easy to easy on the eyes at all. Not at all. And so like, yeah, I get it. It's, it was, it was kind of shitty and, um, and it was just like, okay, this is, this is what it is. This is your yeah. life, you know, and, and forever. Yeah, exactly. Because you have no perspective, especially when you're a kid. You're like, oh my god, I don't know. This is this is what my life is. Like, I'll just accept it. I'm never going to be popular. I'm never going to be pretty. I'm never going to be able to have lots of friends. And that is just so not true. No matter what age you are, no matter what age you are, I can give you simple, tiny, little steps, custom to you and your situation, your lifestyle, your living location, uh, your personality that will help you feel more connected within minutes to more people around you and start overcoming those fears that you have that have been allowed to build up over the years and decades, start to break those down. Just like it sounds like you do with your clients. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I just got to get over that first something like, cause now uh, I'm going to probably get uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, people not liking this one, but so there's a thing uh it's a thing it's very much a thing and it's it's but um the the term triggered which you can't use that term now anymore you can't yeah, it, why not no it, it's guns or something oh or, okay but um so it's one of those things that's like because it makes stories like you can't have a story like the story someone is always overcoming something and you can't have a story be you know you're doing this uh you know rusty he's he's here but he has a fear of um fear of meeting new people and it's just oh i'm triggered uh i you know i i i did my best i did my best but it's it's hard it's hard just like because with that being more more accepted now, I guess it's you kind of lose that thing of like you should you should be trying to yeah like Keep don't, going. don't be afraid don't be afraid of this stuff like you got it's gonna just destroy you if you stay afraid yeah. of this stuff forever it's just gonna compile more and more and just be that much stronger and yeah. every day it's just like oh gosh I hope. I hope I don't have to talk to anybody today. Yeah. And what a horrible like, way to live. Yeah, and a lot of people live and that I, way. I've been and there. You have I, too. Me too. And yeah, it's like, oh, I don't want to have to see people like, oh, geez, what if, yeah. what if they don't like me? What? I know. Oh. It's like, I hate people. I used to, I mean, there was a period, you know, as a teenager, I, I, I was like, I hate people. I love animals. Can I just be friends yeah. with animals? And right. you don't hate people. You hate experiences that you've had with people 
who were rude or mean or just didn't know how to handle social awkwardness or you know or insecure whatever but inherently humans love people we don't love all people trust me i, I love humanity yeah. most people drive me nuts but that's why i'm really selective about who i have in my life but i, I can do that because I've worked on myself and my awareness. I own my fears. I've overcome a lot of them and I'm, I'm still a work in progress, but I have come a long way, longer than most people ever have to go in their life to, to feel the benefits of social skills and feeling connected and having a friend you can confide in and people who accept you. Um, there's nothing like it. I mean, on a, on a biological level, the hormones that are released when you have even one person in your life like that or a good conversation with someone is just euphoria. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen people, you know, post, you know, post their whatever on, you know, TikTok or Facebook or whatever, posting all their stuff that's going on with them uh, in a negative sense. Like, where it's like just, if you talk to somebody personally, because you're just getting all this stuff, it's not going to make you you feel any better. It might make you feel better for a minute or two, but 10 minutes later, you're right back where you were, if not more, feeling more disconnected from totally. the world and anything that you've done or experienced. You're just even further out where you can just go go talk to somebody, you, you know, people, if you don't know people, go meet people. There's not, everyone is scary and you can, there's tons of people just you can, I don't know, maybe you can see, maybe you don't, maybe it takes you talking to them for a little bit to be like, okay, I, I don't like this person and that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. But there are people. There are, there, your there people, people are out there. Exactly. Yeah. Your people are out there and the only way you're going to find them is by just throwing out little conversation starters or sharing your humor and seeing like, you know, sharing something out loud, a little short quip and like the one person over there that smiled and got the joke. You're like, you, yeah, you, I, I want to talk to you, you know? Um, and the other people who are like weirdo, you're like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, you um, get it anyway. Yeah, exactly. So it's, <laughs> It is work. It is work. It's not easy, but it, it can be one of the most rewarding things you've ever done. And it can be done in small steps. It doesn't have to be, uh, it doesn't have to be scary, like tiny, tiny little steps. Like, because every time you make the decision to give into the fear, you're strengthening that muscle. It's not just yeah. like, oh, you just stay where you are. If you don't talk to, if you don't engage people and connect, you go down, you're either going to go up when you make the choice to, to connect, or you're going to go down and work that muscle of giving into the fear. So, you know, staying where you are is, is really not an option. You're just, you're gonna get worse if you don't get better. It's true. And it's, yeah, it's not staying where you are. Like you were saying, it's, it's going down. You're, you're just reinforcing that more and more and more every day. Like, gosh, I just, I can't meet people. I, I don't like anybody. Read my book. My book yeah, literally is little right? mi microwaves um, to start connections. I have tons of stories. Some are dating, some are friendships, some, some are, you know, everything in between. It's it's the offline dating method. It's available in two editions on Amazon. One's for women seeking men. One is for all genders and sexual orientations. I will give you a thousand ways to start conversations. 
and meet new people and start living a more connected and less lonely life. Yeah, you know what you can even do when you get there? Go buy yourself a Rolodex because you're going to have tons <laughs> of people to put their, their their phone numbers and information in there because uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be lit, as the kids say. Uh, I guess I can say what the old kids say. It's going to be tubular radical uh, stuff. So, but yeah, get that Rolodex filled up. Uh, you're going to be going out, and Camille has the steps to get it there. Uh, check out her book books in books. plural for whatever applies to you or just read both because why wouldn't you and go to our website masterofflinedating.com i've got a free challenge there you can sign up for the free challenge you can read my blogs i've got lots of free resources so just pick what speaks to you and dive in yeah well cool well hey thank you very much camille um yeah i'm, I'm happy we got to do this and uh i'll yeah yeah, just check it out. Just give give it a give it a check out and you'll you'll be in there. You'll be you'll be hooked. So uh yeah, thanks again for doing this. And we will yeah, we'll, I'll be back here sometime. So uh thank you everybody for listening. And uh this is the public access podcast on the quantum global broadcasting network. I'm Rusty Diamond, and this is Camille, Virginia, and that's the show, man.